This is the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Kendall of the notaballerina.com travel blog. Every episode, I'll share travel tales from several fellow travel lovers, and together we hope to entertain and inspire you, remind you of some of your own great travel experiences, and encourage you to hit the road again soon. Hello and welcome to episode 178 of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Today is a fun and lighter episode because there seems to be so much heavy stuff going on in the world of travel and the world in general. So I am very excited to bring you this light, kind of light relief, but still got a few lessons to it episode. It's about interesting plane passengers sitting next to you. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty common to kind of avoid chatting to the people sitting next to you, well, the strangers sitting next to you on a plane, especially if you're on a long haul flight. You know, you always worry about that danger of getting stuck in a conversation that you just can't get out of uh, when you'd really rather be reading your book or watching TV. And I admit myself to doing this far too many times when really I probably should have taken the risk more often. Uh, And that's something that one of my guests will talk about today. Uh, I was thinking back about some of the interesting plane passengers I've had sitting next to me, and I remember well, uh, how long ago, maybe three years ago, I probably had just, you know, not been too long doing the Thoughtful Travel podcast. I remember I was flying into Sydney and connecting to Japan, to Tokyo, um, for a, um, a media trip, and we're a bit late coming into Sydney, so I was starting to get a bit stressed, and I had avoided sitting, uh, chatting to the woman sitting next to me uh, because I had lots of work to do and so I was kind of really focused. And then I was starting to look around and figuring out, oh, I'm worried about making my connection. And anyway, because of this, I was, uh, you know, more in a chatty mood and so I struck up a conversation with her and she was so nice. I um, always remember this lovely conversation we had. She was a teacher and she became a podcast listener. So Lorraine, if you're still listening, I still remember meeting you. And that reminded me that I should talk to people more often. I think also we have, I don't know, you know, I'm as judgmental as the next person as much as I wish I wasn't judgmental. But I remember very well um, a horrifying flight I took once. Not the flight was fine. It was just my circumstances. Uh, I know exactly that my son was 23 months old at the time. Because in Australia, a kid can fly domestically for free up until the age of two. So I thought I was being so clever to take him with me to Melbourne so I could catch up with all my Melbourne buddies uh, before I had to pay for him to come with me too. On the flight over to Melbourne from Perth, it was great. We had a seat free next to us. Easy. So my son at nearly two, at 23 months, was not a small child. (laughs) He was tall and had arms and legs everywhere. Anyway, on the flight home, it already started badly because it left about 3 or 4 p.m. and it was delayed a little bit as well. And it was the time when my son probably should have already had a nap but had refused to. So, you know, really bad start. And then I got on and the guy sitting next to me, there was just two seats together, was really, really large. You know, the kind of passenger who takes up a bit of my seat as well. And I thought, oh God, and here I am. And I'm going to have, you know, this um, child on my lap as well. And I thought it was going to be, you know, the flight from hell. And I have to say, in some aspects, it was the flight from hell because my son was kind of tantruming all over the place and, you know, squirming. And I remember at one stage, the flight attendants came down with glasses of wine and I took one thinking, oh, I really need this. 
And then I realised, oh my goodness, how can I hold on to this wine with my son flailing around? So I kind of sculled it and I thought, oh, what must people think of me? But anyway, back to the passenger next to me. Of course, despite my initial prejudice, he turned out to be such a lovely guy and my son was clutching various toys, um, toy cars and stuff, and periodically he would drop them and this lovely man would, without fail, um, reach down and grab them and give them back to him and I was so apologetic and he was so kind. So there you go. I am usually wrong about the passenger sitting next to me, so I must bear this in mind. Now, let's start off with Paul Petugan's story about a passenger who, um, let's say they just kind of got close while he was flying back from Iceland. So I was flying back from Iceland, I think it was, and uh, on one of the kind of long-haul flights between the other side of the world and Perth. Um and I, I got what I call business class economy, where you have the row of seats to yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, economy, business class, the other way around. Um, and, yeah, no, nobody next to me or the next couple of seats over. Um, I love that. Sorry? I love it when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I usually lay down and go to sleep, <laughs> so, which is just brilliant for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um so there's nobody there. I, I, I nod off, still sitting up, and um, you know, I don't usually go to sleep until after the meal. And then uh, I, I wake up as they're kind of coming around for the meal, and there's a young lady <laughs> who's stretched out along the seats and is got her head in my lap and is cuddling my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this young lady is a stranger to you. A complete stranger. I'm flying solo. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 not often you wake up with a stranger on a flight. But um, <laughs> so, oh my goodness! I'm like, and uh, she's about I don't know. She looks like she's about four or five months pregnant. She's not like super heavily pregnant, but also not you know. She's not clearly fresh. pregnant. Yeah, she's clearly pregnant. Like yeah. you know. Clear enough that you may ask when she's due. Right, got it. <laughs> but uh, she, she's asleep and I'm kind of like, do I wake her or do I, like, this is really awkward. Um, and the the meal service gets to me at that point and uh, they, you know, they ask what I'd like and I order and they're like, and, and something for your partner? And I was just like, I, I actually don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> And they start laughing, thinking I'm joking, because I'm sure they get that joke, you know, like, total stranger, don't know her. Like, no, really, I, I don't I really know don't. her. <laughs> just like, and they just didn't believe me. <laughs> so, well, she's so, got her head in your lap, right? Yeah, yeah, like, it's not a normal situation. <laughs> and um, so I kind of, like, I, I just ordered her a meal. <laughs> It seemed easier. Um, and uh, so getting the meal ready and um, the young lady kind of she wakes up and it's just like a little bit horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Apologetic and has gone deep red. You know, like it's, I can imagine, poor thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, or, you know I've, I've got a wife who's been 
pregnant and I know, you know, there's certain foods to avoid. So I've avoided those on the menu and gotten her a nice bat of rhubarb tea, which is great for pregnant ladies apparently. So I'd ordered her that and she's just like, oh, you're amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, well, yeah. <laughs> so she was very apologetic. And then uh, when, when the um, staff came back around to uh, collect, you know, things, She's she's like joking with a girl like oh your your, your partner here was uh, saying he didn't know you and she's like actually I have no idea who he is this is just <laughs> true <laughs> and they still didn't believe it <laughs> oh no they didn't believe either of you <laughs> no <laughs> so, yes she was she was highly embarrassed oh but, I can uh, imagine poor and thing. then grateful for the meal. <laughs> Oh, I'm especially impressed that, you know, you took into her account, you know, any dangerous foods or anything. That's, you know, next level. I mean, actually just ordering her meal is next level. I'm so impressed. It just seemed Um, easier than arguing. Well, yes, it seems like you weren't going to be able to convince them. And I can understand why from their perspective, I suppose. Oh, they um, they would get all all types, you know. Yes, yes. And the least least common of all types would be an actual stranger falling asleep on someone's lap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I so, love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So she she hadn't gone to sleep like that. Apparently, she's laid down you know, across the seats, and uh, apparently had gotten lonely and snuggled up <laughs> while asleep. Oh, poor thing. So. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I do remember also when you're pregnant, you can be enormously tired, you know, oh, like yeah. more tired than you could ever be in any other situation in life. So I can actually, you know, I can well and truly believe that that's what happened with her. So, oh, <laughs> oh no hilarious. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm sure that she uh, should feel very grateful of all the people to accidentally fall asleep on she picked you. So I think that was a, a very good choice. My wife had a good laugh about it when I got home. (laughs) I just love that story. It's hilarious. From the first moment I heard Paul mention it, I knew I had to nail him down to get it onto the podcast. So thank you, Paul. I wonder, I kind of have this bizarre hope that that poor pregnant lady, who obviously by now has at least one child, is listening and um, can give us her side of the story. But uh, oh my goodness, that was a funny one. Now, my next guest today is Laura Waters, and she has uh, an equally delightful story. It's not funny, but it's absolutely just lovely about a woman she got chatting to on a long-haul flight coming back from South America. So I was I was sitting on this flight from uh, Santiago back to Sydney, and this woman sat down next to me, or rather I sat down next to her. And she was in the window seat and, you know, I'd been doing a lot of travel and I was feeling um, pretty tired and not not really willing to share my little space with, with somebody else. But anyway, I sat down and she sort of, you know, had her legs spread and <laughs> she flicked she flicked the um, the blind down in both of in two of the windows next to her. So I like I couldn't see my last views of Santiago. So that was annoying me. And then she like reclined the seat to the max and and you know, I was just like huffing and puffing inside, you know, just like, <laughs> don't you know you can't do that, you know, before takeoff. Yeah, you're um, gonna get told off for that. Yeah. I know, I know. So, you know, I was just simmering away to myself very grumpily. Um and uh but then, you know, like a couple of hours later, she just started up a conversation and, you know, within half an hour we were best buddies. And she, she, um, 
she offered to write a poem for me. She she um we had a bit of a chat and we started, you know, spilling a lot of personal beans and uh, about our stories. She was on her she was a Brazilian on her way to Sydney to uh, marry her partner. So she was like, you know, glowing with love and mm. feeling all bouncy and I'd just recently broken up or broken up with a uh, a fledging relationship and um so I was a bit, you know, less happy, but she sort of said, you know, can I can I write a poem for you? And um she just asked me for like five words that that meant something to me. And I can't remember the full selection now. It was something like mountains, love, um authenticity, um cake. I don't know how cake <laughs> Cake made its way into the list, but cake made its way in there. I can understand and anyway, that. Cake's pretty important. Yeah. I would have chosen chocolate myself, but. Okay. All right. It just <laughs> popped in there, so I ran with it. Um, and anyway, she went quiet for about five minutes, just tapping away on her phone. And she wrote this poem and presented it to me, and I just knew that she really got me. Like she got my she got my whole essence. And I just thought it was amazing that uh, in, you know, from such a, a brief interaction, we could go from total strangers on opposite sides of the world to having, you know, quite an intimate encounter really um, to, to share all that information and, and have a poem written. So, yeah, and we're, we're still Facebook friends to this day. So. Oh, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> are you still in contact? Yeah, we, yeah, we are, um, so which I just find lovely. I mean, I'm, I know it's – you know, the general thing on a plane is don't talk to your neighbours. No one wants to strike up a conversation. And sometimes it does go wrong. But sometimes when you talk to people, it can really make the time fly. Mm. And um, and I'm, you know, I'm quite interested in other people's stories. And um, I think, you know, when, you, when you're talking to someone that you know you're probably never going to talk to again, it's sort of, it's quite freeing actually. You can um, just sort of, it's kind of like a confessional mm. um, in some way that you can just chat without consequence and know that you're going to wrap it up at the end of that, um, at the end of that flight and probably never see each other again. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case with this one, but we're, we're at least in contact, um, you know, over the internet. So that's nice. Yeah, it's a special yeah. sort of situation, isn't it? Because, like you say, you you can imagine you'll probably never see them again, and yet yeah. you're trapped there for some hours. That's so right. no one's in a hurry to do anything else. Yeah, you know, you've got nowhere to be. You, That's it. You know, so you kind of don't have to think, oh, do they still want to talk to me, or you know, <laughs> where are we going next, or you know, I've got to go, or I'm busy, yeah. or whatever. It's kind of a, a unique situation. Yeah, which but I, I tell you, it really that. transformed the journey because. There was another lady to our left and, and we sort of chatted a bit to her too and then it just transformed the whole vibe of the flight mm. because we were friends then, you know. So when you want to get out to the aisle to go to the toilet or something, you know, you don't feel bad, you're just crawling over each other and it's just a lot more relaxed and just friendly. It's nicer. Mm. So, That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I love this good. story because I am generally, like I love to talk to people but on a plane mm -hmm. I generally don't for exactly that right. reason. Yeah. And yet, when I think back on it, I've had several times where towards the end of a flight, I've got into conversation with people next to me, like quite, right. you know, as we're practically as we're landing or something or when yeah. I've kind of thought, or we've perhaps both thought, 
oh, okay now, it's all right now because it won't be long just in case, you know, in case they're crazy, it's all right. But then oh, I've yeah, made some really good connections and yeah, I think, exactly. oh, what a shame I didn't start that earlier. So That's right. I mean, everybody's got a, everyone's got a story. Mm. Um, and mm. Particularly when you're travelling overseas, I mean, you've, you've got such a diverse mix of people from all over the world with all different backgrounds. It's a really prime opportunity to... Um, to connect with other people and hear hear a different story, yeah. If they're willing, right. if of they're course. willing. Of course, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't go yeah. like accosting anyone and saying you must talk to me now. But <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm always always harping on about when you are traveling and you're in a destination, you know, try and find ways to talk to the locals and stuff. So yeah. really, I should absolutely apply that to talk to travelers when you're traveling because. Any, anyone who's on a plane on an overseas trip has something interesting going on. No matter exactly. what reason they're travelling for, there's a story yeah. behind that. So, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. undoubtedly going to have something interesting to talk to you about. Yeah, brilliant. Good lesson. Perfect. Chatting to the passenger sitting next to you really is a very unique situation and I really love how Laura developed this friendship and to think that she got a poem out of it is, I think, one of the loveliest things I've heard in ages. Now, my final guest today is Dale Neal, and he told me this hilarious story about a woman who was sitting next to him on an interstate flight in Australia. Um, You'll soon realise it must have happened a little while ago because it was definitely before there were any restrictions on how much liquid you could carry onto a plane. I get on board an aircraft flying Perth to Melbourne or Sydney, and a young woman gets on board and comes to sit next to me and she's carrying a plastic bag with about 25 containers of chalk milk, which she puts up <laughs> in the head locker. Right. And then she gets one down and opens it. She says, do you want one as well? I said, oh, okay, righto. So we're drinking our chalk milk and um, she takes a camera out. Now, this is film camera day, so it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway – She's looking at the camera and her actions are a little bit frenetic, you know, like she's really, really a bit nervous about uh, uh, looking at the camera. So she opens up the back of the camera and there's the film all exposed. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, gee, do I say, look, I teach photography. I thought, no, 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 no. I just want to have a peaceful flight. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she's mucking around with it and she grabs the cassette out of the back of the camera and pulls all the film out of the camera and then she's trying to poke it back into the canister and I'm sitting there (laughs) sipping on my chalk milk that she's given me and then she decides that she's going to take the end of the cassette, the the metal cassette, and she uses her thumb and it slices her thumb open and blood squirts everywhere. All over her, all over her her carton of chalk milk. And at that stage (laughs) that stage the um, flight steward, the girl, comes up and says, can I be of assistance? And, and says she's got this blood all over herself and she's got her film out of the canister. <laughs> and at that stage, I then have I said, oh, can I help? I'll put the film away for you. So, um, yeah. But after that, it was a safe journey for the rest of the way. And what was the, all the chalk milk for? Did she consume more of it? Or um, I, I'm not sure. She did. She drank two or three cartons on the way over. Uh, I'm not quite certain what the purpose of that was. Oh, it's not going to be very cold by the other end of the other side of Australia. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, so wow. Takes, uh, takes only you, Dale, would sit next to someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, dear me, the people you meet. Well, there you go. I kind of have no words, no more words for that story. That's uh, kind of just one of those bizarre things. And Dale is the kind of guy who these bizarre things are definitely going to happen to. He's always uh, he's always in the thick of a good story. So I hope you've enjoyed these intriguing tales of the interesting passengers you can sit next to on a plane. And a big thank you to all my guests for sharing their great stories. First up, I chatted with Paul Pachugan. He's a landscape and travel photographer, and you can find his work at paulpachugan.com. If you have a look at his website, uh, last time I looked, my um, very favourite spot in the world, um, Kierkefell Mountain in Iceland, was the kind of the main picture there. It's my happy place, so it was exciting to see. So go have a look. Uh, next up, I chatted with Laura Waters, and you can find more about Laura at soultrekkers.com.au. And of course, don't forget Laura's awesome book, Bewildered, about her hike from the top to the bottom of New Zealand is also out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And last, but absolutely, definitely not least, I chatted with Dale Neal. And you can find more about Dale at daleneal.com.au. The show notes for this episode are at notaballerina.com slash 178. Don't forget, of course, to come along to the Facebook group for Thoughtful Travellers because we have a lot of fun there and a lot of interesting discussions. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just search for Thoughtful Travellers in Facebook. So I hope you've enjoyed um, a bit of a light relief back to something a little bit heavier next week. But until then, thank you very, very much for listening. This has been another episode of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Show notes and other information are at notaballerina.com slash podcast. Join me again soon for another chat about why we travel. Bye for now.